Good morning. Good to see all of you. Thank you for very much for all of the help that you've given us to support this uh, monastery. We are training people's minds, and for many people, monastic Buddhism will not be the way. I want to offer the larger community in this area, if they're interested, short services, Dharma talks, and meditation instruction, not to convert anybody to Buddhism. I have no interest in doing that. If you think so, you're wrong. My motivation is to help people, and I try to meet people where they're at. So help us, if you can. So this morning's Dharma talk is titled something like, Meet Everything Right Where It's At. Meet everything. Whatever shows up, just meet that. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Don't judge it. Don't compliment it. Don't take what is there and blame somebody for it. Be responsible for your feelings. If you have feelings that come up in your mind stream and you are blaming her, him, them, that, or your life situation, you may be relatively right. That might be triggering the emotion, but the emotion is yours. No one poured a bucket of emotion in you. No one filled you up with emotion. It's your emotion. You have the opportunity, if you're training your mind, to see what it is. Isn't that right? How do you know that? I said so. Who's your teacher? Okay. Well, listen to me. You don't have to do what I say, but at least consider it. <laughs> I sometimes I have said in a Dharma talk, I've said, don't do what you're told. That doesn't mean ignore everything and be an idiot and run around fulfilling all of your uh, impulses, or compulsions, or habits. No, it just means be really clear about the nature of authority. Very clear about it. Someone who is using their authority correctly will be just about helping people. It won't be about helping themselves. They were given, given the gift of life. And they're here and they've stumbled into this 2,500 year old tradition of the Buddha. Pretty lucky. But only if they look at it and say, well, what, what did he say? What have other teachers down through the centuries that studied that Buddha's Dharma or Buddha's truth? What are they saying about this? How are they living? How did their life go? Help us with that Buddha Hall. So start with meeting the thoughts that arise in your own mind stream as you're driving, as you're sitting next to your partner or a friend or or your coworker, or interacting with people that you might, maybe the first time you've seen them, meet everything where it's at. And start with your own thought patterns. My teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche, used to say, first thought, best thought. I'll say it a little bit differently, more complicated. I'm going to tell you how to do that. How to do first thought, best thought. Don't abandon the first thought for what you think about it. Because that's more thoughts. You're adding that on. That is a that insulates your ego from being seen directly. Insulates your narcissism, your self-centeredness, your selfishness, your greed. So you can't really help. You can't help others because you, you're so busy trying to help yourself and trying to make sure that you're protected from everything. Nothing's going to hurt me. And you you can you can miss your life by living that way, protecting yourself, blaming others for how you feel. Don't do that. Now, you might have to watch yourself do that for a while before you can actually see. I guess I am trying to shift how I feel onto someone else. So I don't have to feel that, but I will torture them. You might not be directly torturing somebody. But by treating someone with disrespect, you're shifting as a, in the, uh, Atisha's Seven Points of Mind Training talks about shifting the ox's load to the cow. Don't do that. Old-fashioned, medieval way of talking about it. Buddhism has been around for many, many centuries. It may disappear. It may not. It is not a belief system, though there are Buddhists that say they believe in Buddhism. And, but look closely at the word belief. This means that you think something's true without looking at it. You might have glanced at it. You might have looked at it for three weeks. You might just start believing whatever, what the, the person in that particular 
situation is telling you. Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Don't ignore anything. You can do this, but you may not be able to do it unless you spend some time meditating. And there are lots of ways of meditating. What do I say? Sit down, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture. It doesn't have to be this. But this is more symmetrical than just hands on knees, although that's okay. Sit like this, and it's a way that you will probably never do casually until you've meditated for 20 years, and then you'll do it casually all the time. Or maybe if you meditate enough, you'll do it in five years or three years, maybe. It's not required. It's just a way of sitting in a symmetrical fashion because the body-mind, this body, this mind, are not two separate things. They just look like it. You think you can drive to the supermarket and drive there and then think about something else, and you can. You drive carefully. If you're a really good driver already, then you can. But you're actually closing one eye and continuing to drive. The other eye is looking at what you're thinking about. What should I do? What should I say? What should I? When she says that again, this is what I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Constant plans to be right. What a great thing. Well, we talked for quite a while, but she finally acknowledged that I was right. Disappointing. That's how I look when I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm thinking of my granddaughter, who is now married, that when she was like four or five, what's her name, Katrinka? Michaela, she would just droop over like this, hang, hang right over like that. She's pretty tall, so it was quite a, quite a upside down L shape. I tried that a few times. Seemed to, seemed to help. Meet everything where it's at, and it's difficult to meet others in their in their emotional dynamics and their their habituation to act this way and do this and respond to this and impulsively do this or that or the other thing. And it's, it's hard to see that unless you've really looked at your own mind, your own impulses, your own way of handling any issue or problem. Have to look here, look within, as they say, or as who says it, I don't know. And here we, we exercise that. We hold still. We find a blank wall or have a banners hanging. Every, but if you look at that for an hour, you won't even, you won't even see it anymore. It's just, it's, it's the idea of nothing is moving. That's what's important. Nothing is moving. Yeah, after a while, it's, there's not much entertainment there. So you eventually will watch what's moving in the mind stream or in the body complex, in the five sense fields, the ten, or the, the six, the thinking process. All senses, including the mind, which is a sense, not something special. So spend some time doing that so that when you get up off the cushion, off the meditation, you start to interact with others or with yourself, that you'll receive what is happening. If something is coming your way, no matter what it is, if you're afraid, you might, you might project onto that what it is rather than see what it is. It's called prejudice. It's ignorance, but it's called prejudice. Being prejudiced against something is you have ideas about it, you believe the ideas, and you're not even going to give that a chance to, to be genuine, to be what it is, to, re, to, be, uh, to be included in what, you're, uh, what is arising in your mind stream. Just talk talk to uh, some people who are who uh, in another uh, temple who who went to to prisons to teach. In this case, uh, they were they're teaching in a, a women's uh, prison in the Michigan Department of Corrections, and they were we were talking about the difficulty. And I won't go into all of that, but the meeting people where they're at. If you go into a prison to teach people, you have to meet them. They are not in a heaven realm. They're not. They're in hell. I mean, it's a highly stylized and legalized hell, but it's hell. It's a terrible thing to do to human beings. Your own, your own kind. 
They do something, make a mistake when they're 18, 16, 15, or 25, make some kind of difficulty, never ever looking into what was behind all of that. Just saying, you did this, you broke the law, you go to prison. Huh. Don't have to think about that anymore. Don't have to even look at the situation or give the person any consideration at all. Just lock them up. I've met hundreds, mainly young men, who are locked up. That should not be occurring. But the, the, the difficulty is so deep and so spread out and so laminated with ideas, opinions, judgments, and everything on top of it that you, you can't get down to it. You can't just open that up and, and change it. Might need an attorney to do that. You have to meet everything where it's at, meet it in its laws. Get the attorney to come. Have an attorney. I'm working on it. I've been working on it for years. I have have a couple of attorneys who are students now, don't I? Only two? Yes. So like, for instance, I asked the one uh, person, I said, so what, what form, when you go in and you sit down with these uh, inmates, uh, what, what form do you set up? They said, they sit in a circle. I said, don't do that. You're in hell. You don't go in and do kumbaya in hell. You, you don't go in and just, she, she kind of said, I might be paraphrasing here, I can't quote her, but, well, I just want to be kind. They have they've suffered so much, and they, of course they are, and I just want to go in and be genuine, be, be kind. They're not ready for that. They might be ready for that when they get out, and they need you to help them find a job. But while they're in hell, or in lockdown, or, and this is a level four, which is a high level of security. This means that these people, when they, women, when they go back to their cell, they're by their, themselves. They don't have a cellmate there. And the only way they can get out of there is to have uh, an hour of exercise a day, as I recall, in MDOC. And the other, other one is uh, uh, go to a religious service. So some of the people in there are only there because it's a way to get out of that box. I have no interest in Buddhism or meditation. Meet them where they're at. Don't try to get them to believe in Buddhism. So you would you would cut the uh, cut the the uh, the chanting or anything. You might do some, but you do very little. The main thing that should be done in that time, depending on the situation, it might be different. If everyone is fairly agreeable, really wants to be there, wants to meditate, then teach them to meditate and have them sit in rows and you're in front, you're the authority. So that's what I told them basically. Did I say something else other than that? That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, so meet them where they're at. Don't go in there with love and lighty, uh, puffed up feelings about we're here to help you. Some people might like that or receive that okay. You have to meet them where they're at. Those of you who have done prison work know that. You can't go in with a lot of fluff. So it's true in your life. It's true in your partnerships. If someone is having a particular kind of difficulty or misunderstanding in relationship to you, meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at. Talk to them about it. My slogan here or my thing that I recommend is CCC. Communicate. First, make a, have a lot of communication. Listen a lot. And then you can cooperate and collaborate. You're not going to get to those last two unless there's a lot of receiving. And if you're not, if you're fighting in your own mind, and that fight may be not some kind of tussle in there where you're having anxiety. It might be just shutting down in a certain way. Just shut, just taking some of the things that arise in the mind stream and just locking them up. Maybe. If you're not meeting yourself where you're at, if you're hiding out from yourself, in some way, it may be a highly stylized and very difficult way to see. But if you're doing that, and you're at the same time, you're a meditator, and you're still having difficulty with that, you probably need to talk to your teacher if you're lucky enough to have one. And the teacher has to be a true teacher. It can't be somebody who's a who's just a therapist. That being said, you may need therapy. Even your meditation uh, instructor or teacher or your, um, your teacher may send you to someone who has those kinds of skills. Meet everything where it's at. Some people need to go and talk to a therapist. They need to talk, maybe need uh, some, uh, a psychiatrist or somebody, look, 
to do psychotherapy or, you know, there's just so many out there. I think uh, Wikipedia last time I looked at 150 different kinds of therapy. Ten years before then, I looked when I first knew about Wikipedia. I think there was only 80. And I don't do numbers very well. I want to yell at everybody. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Um, with your your teachers, how did you um, take something to the teacher when you didn't see them as much as we get to see you? I took my insanity to to my first teacher, and I made it very clear how crazy I was. He didn't buy it. He didn't try to fix me. He just said, keep sitting. And then when I went to him another time, it was, uh, <clears throat> was uh, having, because I couldn't talk to him. And, and his uh, designated meditation instructors were helpful to teach, but you could see that they're dealing with the same stuff you are. They just have been trained to how to teach meditation, but they were not. A spiritual guide, shall we say. Though some came along further years later. More. So he would encourage me in the way of saying something that, was very, that seemed like kind of simple and it kind of irritated me at first, but it meant a lot to me later when I look back on it is uh, you can do this, you can do it, you can do it. He told me that quite a lot. More than once, more than twice, yes. Cheers, I'm bowing. Is there something we're looking at in a situation that we're meeting? What is it that we are meeting where it's at? In the mind stream, you're meeting your own thought. The thoughts do a, a few different things. They do countless things. But one of the things that you need to look at, at a person who is endeavoring to train their awareness, not your thinking process. This is, that's, you can, uh, thinking is muscle bound. It already has, you have enough muscles in your, in that particular aspect of the consciousness. So you don't have to go in and exercise those. If you want to do that, go study algebra or something. So, sitting meditation will allow you over time to eventually watch the thoughts that arise in your mind stream spontaneously that you are not producing. I mean, you don't have any personal experience that you're producing that thought. They come out of nowhere. And sometimes if you get hooked in some kind of a cycle, they'll come out of nowhere over and over and over and over. You, you're not particular, particularly thinking that. You just can't stop thinking that. So you're not, you don't have a say-so about it. It just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. When it does that, just receive that. Don't add on, no, make no comments, no commentary. Because that, that part is the other part of the thinking process that establishes a self and ego and reinforces that. And it doesn't take much. It just takes just a little, uh, if something comes up that's a negative emotion, if you just say, there I go again, you just, it's like you put a lid on a jar. And you've got a, what have you got in the jar? Lightning bugs. Might as well be. There's something that keeps talking and talking and sending light out and wanting something and not wanting something. Disagreement, agreement, ignorance, those three. Disagreement, agreement, pardon the middle finger. And what was the other one? Ignoring. There's three ways, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Or passion, aggression, and ignorance. Those three, look at those. Look how we push, how we pull, and how we shut down. Those three. Just watch your own mind as you go through the day. Watch how... You push on some things, right in your mind, watch in your mind how you push something away. It's not wrong. I'm not saying it's evil or it's bad or it's, it's just a natural thing. If something is bothering you to try to get rid of it, if something is uh, helping you to try to get more of it or <clears throat> mix it up in such a way that it, uh, you have some say so and you get some credit and you can, uh, you can jabber at somebody, or you can talk to somebody else about it. Get them to do that, too. So, disagreeing, agreeing. And agreeing might be uh, go, going into the emotion or into the feeling or into the thought pattern and be able to, one of the ways to agree is to blame somebody. 
then you have some kind of a structure of why you know why that's there. Why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling that way? Blame your parents. It has to be done, and I'm very biased here, has to be done with awareness, not the thinking process. And if you cannot have no experience at all of seeing that awareness is just fine without thinking, in other words, it doesn't mean you stop your thoughts. It just means that thoughts are situational. In other words, you're not thinking much at all unless it's time to fix lunch or something. And then where did I put this or that? I, do I need to go to the store? Thinking, very situational thinking. No, no, no passion, aggression, and ignorance in there. Or if there's a little bit, the passion might be about, uh, I don't like that kind of cheese. I need to get some. I, I really like this something else. So a little bit of passion is showing up in the culinary area, but it shows up all over and passion is good. Passion, we need that to write poetry, make art, music, watch movies. That, that, there's some kind of a passionate response to that emotion, feeling. Yes, sir. Cheese on bowing. You're encouraging us to meet others where they are. Is yeah. that any different than what you just talked about as far as meeting your own mind? It's, it's very similar. It's not exactly the same, but you would, whatever is happening in your situation with your partner, you meet her where she's at. Listen to what she's saying, even though what she might be saying might not agree with what, how it looks to you, but you would, you would consider that you would stay with her. You wouldn't hold, withhold love from her. To, as a manipulative thing, because you're not getting what you want from her. You ever done that? Probably early on. Mm -hmm. Early on means when you're 15? Oh, when you're 14. There's more games. There's more games then? Yeah. Less games now? Are they gone? They're not um, produced. They don't feel like they, they externalize. Okay, so the outflows aren't there? Are the feelings still there? Yes. This is what I mean by responsible. You're not to blame. It's just it's your it's your mind. So if you have any kind of feeling in your body mind complex on your, your fingertips or in your heart or in your whatever it is, you you pull that finger out of the holster and point it at anybody else, and 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 you're just you've just stopped the spiritual path dead in its tracks. You just stopped it because the spiritual path is about receiving this incredible world. Receive, receive, whatever comes up. I don't care how much it stinks, and I don't care how much it hurts. If you cannot receive this, I'm not saying torture yourself like some kind of a, like a, it's not about a sadism or sadism where you get some, get off on torturing yourself. You just receive everything. Please do that. Please try to do that. Please learn to do that. Because if you don't, then you'll take unexamined aggression, passion, aggression, and ignorance, cover it up and pretend you're okay, which is possible. The mind is amazing. It will find its own form. If it finds that kind of form, it'll work for a while. But eventually something comes along. Could be any number of things comes out of the around the corner and triggers all this crap you've been covering up. And suddenly you're at war with that person or this person or with yourself. Or the next thing it's so intense you have to go into the hospital or something. Receive, receive. I, the, the two parts which I talked about earlier, first are just the, the thoughts that come out of your mind stream that are dependently arisen, that are part of your karma. It's, part, it's the same thing that made your ears this shape, made your nose, made your skin color, made this, 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 that go talk about all of it. And your particular demeanor in the world and your ability to be free and well-favored, free to even come to a Dharma talk like this. Most people don't come to this. Why would they come here? People are worshiping stuff here. And there looks like they might be demons. We don't know. Free, free. You're free to, in this country so far, it doesn't look like there's any guarantee, though. Things are getting difficult. You're free to come and go. The Nazis did not win, nor did the Japanese. But we're still, that's still happening. I'm sure you've noticed if you watch the news at all. And don't believe the news, but don't disbelieve it. Don't do anything with the news. Watch what it does. Um, I'm thinking of two examples, drinking coffee because I'm tired or taking a Tylenol because my back hurts. Are those 
situations not meeting like the tiredness or the pain where it's at? No, those are fine. Yeah, if you have if you have pain, I'm not saying don't don't just sit there and you have to just receive the pain. Is that what you're doing? I, I get. I didn't want to scold you there. I get self-conscious that I go the other way that I I don't. That's just your dynamic. Your dynamic is to <clears throat> is a, if you look at the Buddhist teachings as the middle way, you know you're looking for the middle way. You're, you're going this way. You're going that way. Right or wrong, right or wrong, either or. When people come and say, "Is that a good thing or a bad thing?" or "Should I do this or this?" they they have too many oars in the boat, and you know, or this or that, or this or that. All you have to do is look at that and don't go any direction with it. That doesn't mean tie yourself in knots, but just notice how you do that. Is you notice how you go this way, you notice how you go that way. That which is observing that is not doing anything. So you you already are in stillness. But you disturb it by identifying with a self, with a with a personhood that just just does not want that stillness. Because when that when that stillness is there, the personhood starts to vanish. Because there is no solid person anywhere. Believe me, I'm not asking for any belief. But you could look in your own mind stream and see if you can find a self, find a person, find somebody who's solid, and you will you will perpetuate that like people have done for centuries and are doing right now. Billions of people are doing this. Very few people are doing what is being discussed here. This is rare. Because it looks like it's too easy to project. Well, this is a bunch of, well, whatever it is, people turning into vegetables facing a wall. But, yeah, more questions. Juju. A question from David Curtis. Why did you choose the paradise of Maitreya to illustrate bowing? I like it. Can't think of any other reason. I liked it. I like I like uh, to do watercolors. I don't have the time anymore. I did have the time to do that. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything else. Did you remember when I did that? There's something I said that you were inspired by that. Um, by the the mural. Yeah. So. Uh, Mr. Curtis, you could take a look at the mural. You can find it on the internet uh, that is in Canada, and you could look at the the mural. And what I did is just a very small detail, one end of the mural where there was the the the, the bodhisattva vow was being the form of someone shaving their head and receiving the bodhisattva vow was there, and I like that. So I, it's very small. It can't be more than maybe five percent or ten percent, five percent of the whole thing. It's whole thing is very beautiful. I wasn't able to do it justice. I really wasn't. It's, it's what I did is misses um, huh. what was done in that mural by Malak. The mural's fantastic. Yes. A question from Sarah. Sarah with an H? No. Oh, that's Sarah. We don't know this, Sarah. Oh, I do. I don't know, sir. Go ahead. Thank you for the talk, Sokazan. What would be a good question to ask in order to benefit as many sentient beings as possible? (coughs) Who am I? Find out who you are. If you don't know who you are, then you'll go out and try to look like a helper. Just like the people going going into prison. You're going to go in and go into prison or do something. You better look at your intention for that, because otherwise you're taking your own unexamined aggression into hell and trying to help people based on your idealism or trying to appear like a very helpful bodhisattva or a person. So find out who you are. Who am I? Who am I? And that's not, uh, you're not going to get a response right away. It takes a long time. This is not something you step into and, a few years you're going to do this, as Kobanjino Roshi, my Zen master, said. And I didn't hear him directly. This has been passed on to me. But first 10 years are pretty hard, but the second 10 years are really hard. <clears throat> he didn't comment on the third 10 years. I can comment on that. It's harder. Takes a long time. What else, what else are you going to do with your life? 
go to the store, get go back because you forgot to get TP, and then come back again and then explain why you were late to your spouse. I had to go back because I, I turned around and went, blah, blah, blah. We just are constantly, can you, if you really think about it, just one little petty conversation after another until you're dead. <clears throat> Is that nihilism? No, it's the truth. The Buddha said, of all the things he said, one of the most important teachings he gave, just one of them, there's other ones, but was life of suffering. It is, and it does not go away, even though the third noble truth, uh, Naroda says that that comes to an end. <laughs> he was joking. <laughs> it does not come to an end. What comes to an end is your clinging and, and caring how you even feel about anything. If you care how you feel, you'll, you'll try to get rid of that by giving it to others. I'm not just picking on you. I'm saying any of us. I do it. That's how I know about it. I do it. But if you have difficult feelings, they're difficult and they're difficult. And somebody's somewhere in your milieu or in your living room, and they somehow did something, you'll give them, you won't give them to them, you'll just point the finger or be angry at them and say, well, why didn't you help me with that? Or you knew I needed something, this or that. And, and there you were uh, all tied up in your hobby or all, it's a constant chatter. It's going on in rooms all over the place where there's no mind training. And it's even going on where there is mind training because mind training does not happen in four or five years. That's why some of the people in here are monks. Tried to stop you. Did I try very hard? That's because I really like you. <laughs> if I really like somebody, then I give them a pass. Yeah, you can be a monk if you want. Did I try to stop you? No. Why? Because you're more evil? No. Good response. So meet, meet others. Starting with your mind, meet your, meet your, whatever happens in your mind, no comment. If you start commenting on it or wrestling with it or staying up all night, fighting with it, what should you do? Sit more. <laughs> and you may, maybe you already are sitting a lot. <clears throat> and if it just cont continues to do that, then it's supposed, it is, I would need to pronounce that word correctly. It is supposed to be there supposed to be there. It has a ticket to ride. It has a credential. And what is a credential? It's there. That's the credential. It is there. The downside of that is, is it's there. The upside of that is you recognize it's there. You see it. If you can't meet that negative emotion or feeling that comes in your mind, <clears throat> If you can't really meet that, you're going to transfer that ne that lack of being able to meet something, that negativity that arises out of that, that feels like uh, somebody else caused it or somebody else, or you don't deserve that or all the other things, directions you can go. You'll try to get rid of that by foisting it off on the world or on, on your partner or on, or on your community or in some cases on your teacher. Not picking on anybody, but there's a lot of sad faces out there. Okay, that's better. Yes. How's it going? Um, seems like in a relative situation, just functioning, our five senses can be useful. No. What about our like our emotions? Useful in functioning in a situation, anyway. Well, uh, I'm not sure. I'm clear on what you're understanding. Would we? Emotions arise about, you know, if you're getting ready to watch a movie, there's some emotions there. If you're relating to your partner, there's some emotional dynamics happening there, sometimes very low key and sometimes they rise up. Just observe, just observe, just observe. Don't add, subtract, or divide. Keep the math out of there. You need to count things. You need to, to keep track of things. There might be a time where you sit down and you have to write things down and keep track of things. It should be situational. It's a very important word situational 
and my way of, of, of helping you there, and it's, a, it's like a slogan that's very simple. You could have thought about, don't do anything unless you have to. If you don't have to do something, keep it to yourself. If you don't have to do anything, don't do it. Now, you can also use that, that's that thing to do whatever you want to do by using my, by quoting me. Well, I'm not going to do anything I don't have to, so therefore I'm not going to be nice to you, kind of thing. You'd be nice to everybody. You'd be friendly and kind to everyone all the time. I don't care how you feel. If I cared how I felt, I would certainly not come on, come in here and do this. If, I, if it was all about me, I wouldn't waste my life talking to people that can't hear me. Of course, you can hear me, but you don't. I'm in touch with everyone here almost all the time. And I see what you're doing. You see what you're doing. And you know that that I'm here to encourage you to train your mind to, to not live the rest of your life insane. I'm not talking about the kind of conventional insanity that people all agree that person is nuts. I'm talking about the kind of insanity that is a, just a quiet rage about everything, a quiet discomfort about everything, where you might still smile, but yet <clears throat> three inches, three feet below the veneer of the of the personality you're presenting to the world, you know, you're hiding out from something, you're closing it down, you're shutting it down. I'm not saying go down there and dig that out. What am I saying? If you just receive, just receive, just receive, just practice, just observe, just observe, sit very still. And eventually that hidden area of the mind, <clears throat> the consciousness will start to surface and you'll be able to see that. And you will see that what you are seeing and that which is seeing are not two different things. They're also not the same thing. This is called non-duality, Advaita. It's an ancient teaching been around for longer than the Buddha. <clears throat> Questions? You know, I don't think I can particularly tell if I'm meeting something where it's at or not, or if somebody else is doing that. Yes. But it does seem like maybe there's an element of presence that seems to help or assist. Presence, yes. Presence. Yeah, that's good, yeah. The Trungpa Rinpoche called it authentic presence. Authentic presence is you're here and you have no thoughts. You're just, you're just looking. But you're not looking at something and thinking about, uh, she needs to get to the hairdresser. <laughs> you're not thinking that. You follow, so you're not doing anything with it. You just receive it. Even if what that situation out there is uh, angry with you or happy with you or, or kind of ignoring you or you know, like your relationship to your daughter, just receive. The 15-year-old daughter, help her, help her by being very, very present when you're with her. That means put everything on receive and as little meddling in her life as possible, only for safety. Don't meddle with her belief. Don't try to get her to meditate. I know you wouldn't do that to her. Poor thing. <laughs> Further question? I'm just wondering what presence is. What? I just, I just told you. I'll tell you again. You're just here, and you're every. You just receive every. You see everything, smell everything, taste everything. You're not missing a thing. You're not missing a thing, but and you're not thinking about it. That doesn't mean you've stopped your thoughts because you've trained your mind over time, a long time, to be uh, present. You just you sit down and hold still, look at the wall. You're just present. And the thoughts arise. Just thoughts come over here and, they, and you start daydreaming about this and that. <clears throat> People teach this differently. I don't teach controlling your thoughts. I, I teach Watch everything that moves. You know, the consciousness does not need your stupid training. What needs your training is to sit down and see how untrained your mind is over time, and eventually it begins to collapse. It just takes time. More? Well, you said your consciousness does not need your stupid training. So no. What needs the training? What? Uh, the, the aspect of the mind that is uh, self-centered and believes it's right and where you believe your feelings and your emotions and it drives you crazy. You notice that? Yeah. That part needs the training. <clears throat> and how do we do that? We stop fighting with it and we start receiving it. 
there's any kind of fighting and the, the fighting can be extremely subtle it can be so subtle that you would you would you wouldn't even think that you were really doing anything you wouldn't think you were do, you, you would think that you were this is fine of course i'm going to do it this way why would i do it some other way this this is how i need to function or this is how i need to work with that person or with myself opinions opinions are like a trap they snap shut and you're you're as if you're it's as if your awareness and your wisdom mind and your insight mind your your mind that is curious about everything and gives everything the benefit of the doubt has been caught in the trap of an opinion and it can't might as well be a mouse maybe it is a mouse it's very subtle it's very quiet very tippy toe the consciousness but it will get get trapped because of fear fear that we're going to lose our our reputation or our grounding or our identity or, or I could go on and on more. Yeah. Um, just so as we see that the grasping of those opinions, beliefs, ideas, thinking of ego, the play of ego different than seeing through that. I don't know if the through part would work. Uh, I think you just see it and you see it and it, it, it's different for each person and maybe just become nauseating how self-centered you are. And you might start to think, might kind of get sick of yourself. But don't you don't give up. You continue to look at what what is feeling that way is unreal. <clears throat> there is no self. So there's no way to be sick of yourself. But you might get sick of just the, the consciousness that curls up into a ball called me and my stuff, my opinions, my feelings, how I've been wronged. I don't deserve this feeling. No comment. Shut up. Stop talking about everything. But you can't actually shut up. But if I say shut up, you'll look at that and say, I can't stop my thoughts. They're doing. But that's awareness. So by telling you that or, re or recommending that, what I'm trying to do is say, you're going to have to look at that craziness in the mind. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if you can do this any other way than this. Probably our ways. I just don't know. I've just spent close to a half a century doing this. Sit still, sit still and watch those things because they will come up eventually if you sit still long enough, unless you have developed some kind of a tech uh, a garbage can lid technique where you just put a lid on everything and you spend the whole time in front of the wall uh, locked into some kind of a jhana state or some kind of a serene abode. That's bullshit. And I know people teach that and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, disrespectful to them. There, there are jhana states. There are states of, of samadhi. I don't teach samadhi. Samadhi is already the case. Just stop covering it up. Stop covering up your wisdom. And how do you do that? You have to spend years watching how you keep being rude to yourself, manipulative, trying to be somebody. There is no one. And I am wondering about this, this idea of curling up into a ball. It um, seems like it can relate to that lately. There's a, a curling up and like just getting tossed around to it. And what, what's curling up into a ball? Uh, consciousness because fear there's fear there consciousness doesn't belong to anybody it just looks like it and we uh, we when we're born our parents start to train us and indoctrinate us into society so that we're a good little girl or boy and we don't punch our neighbor and we mind and we start to get we have a name and we're, we're indoctrinated that we're actually trained to believe that we are this this little girl or this little boy and when we believe it that's our reference point and so this is why in ancient times those who wanted to see more deeper more deeply into what this was uh had to what they call leavers of home they, they knew they had to leave the society and go into retreat somewhere to a mountaintop or to a a sangha or to a, a gathering of people that that have a common interest which they did around the buddha 2500 years ago and he ordained them as monks. There are other monks, other spiritual paths now. Spiritual paths work in different ways. And whoever understands this the teaching of the Buddha will teach it in a different way and teach to those people that he or she meets. 
<clears throat> meet them where they're at, which is the title, meeting someone where they're at. If you meet someone where they're at, you, you, you may be a, a Buddhist, but you may never mention that. You may talk to them for, interact with them for years over some situation. They may never even know you're a Buddhist. Right now, for some reason, the, the thoughts, ideas, opinions are, are forms that consciousness finds. Are, are those forms that consciousness finds, these things that are just yeah. created? Yes, those are forms. And those forms are empty of what you think they are. They're, they, they're what they are, but they're empty of that. Just like this hand is empty of anything you think it is. One of the things we would think, just to use an example, we would think that, that this is separate from everything, that your body is separate from it. And there are boundaries that are very, very important, but, but those boundaries need to be respected through consciousness, not through a bunch of regulations and laws. Though we might need regulations and laws for a violent society because there's so many insane people. But fundamentally, you can actually operate out of consciousness and you would never offend anyone. They might think so. <clears throat> but you would never step into someone else's territory without their permission. Can't really, can't really help someone. And in, in any case, even as a nurse, which you're a nurse, you can't help someone unless they, they have some agreement there. Form. Another question from Sarah. You're next. She asks, "Who am I?" Bye. Find out. That's what this is about. It's about your identity. We have an identity. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have, uh, and I, and I, I don't grasp identity like I once did. But I, there's still something there. Otherwise, I would be, you know, it'd be so much. I'd be so. I'd probably vanish into the light. I'd be so holy. <laughs> Not happening. <clears throat> and I don't care. But if you see that the ego is unreal, I am I. Uh, who am I? You see that, that who you thought you were is unreal. It won't go away necessarily it might it might be crowd in and try to resume authority you don't you don't care because you know that it's unreal so you can actually hang out with your ego with that part of the consciousness that wants this doesn't want that agrees with this and thinks this is whatever it may be so find out find out by looking at that just sit down hold still spend a lot of time an hour a day isn't enough more. And I'm saying that generally, there might be some people that uh, 15 minutes a day would be enough, but I don't know that. But my gen my general end, my general recommendation would be sit at least an hour or more every day, <clears throat> or five days a week, or, you know, you could, whatever your situation is, you might be might work 60 hours a week. I would say get another job. <clears throat> Yes. How's it going? Can meeting intense negativity or an intense emotion where it's at require us to shut down on the situation? Or is there a way to in include all of that? Okay, can you give me a little bit of an example? I think I'm following you, but I'd like to give an example. It seems like I'm s if an intense emotion comes up in a situation that if I meet it where it's at, I'm not able to pay as much attention to functioning in the situation. It, it seems difficult to include all of it. But yeah. you're aware of that. Are you aware of that? You just told me about it. So the, the difficulty is you conclude something about it. So you actually have that opinion, that idea that you can't, you can't do that. So it just tightens up into a, a structure, a form. <clears throat> don't do that. Don't do it. Sorry. Well, you were just describing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can't help but do that. But but if you put some tension on it, then you start to see the form more clearly, and you actually begin to see that it is a form that you're participating in fueling or giving nutrition to to keep going, because that reinforces the self. And the self is so powerful that it doesn't care whether it's a success or a failure. Even failure is a credential for me. I can't do this. I never can, I'm never going to get this right. I'm, uh, um, I'm always, uh, 
making mistakes, uh, my meditation isn't working, blah, 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 blah. And that's why you, ha you, that's why you need a teacher. So the teacher can say, what? Keep going. Uh, when somebody on the side of the mountain starting complains about the sinkholes and the tree limbs and uh, bad weather, <clears throat> and you're and you're the person who who goes up and down that mountain all day long every day. You meet somebody who's on their way up the first time. You say, "Keep going." Yep, that's the way. Keep going. <clears throat> no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. Keep going. Another question from David Curtis. Yes. Beside this channel, are there any other YouTube channels you recommend to learn more about Soto Zen? I would just punch that in. And uh, there's, uh, even though it goes by Soto Zen, uh, this, uh, this is different than, uh, they're different than we are. There's lots of different ways of, of taking this 2,500 year tradition understanding it and beginning uh, and continuing to teach or set up a forum where other people can be taught. It's pretty presumptuous to sit up here and think you know something that happened 2,500 years ago <clears throat> or think that you can do uh, some somehow a better job. Uh, and so for quite a number of years, I, all I did really was help people study the Dharma. I didn't presume to be a teacher. So as far as you, you know, YouTube channels, I would just go on there and punch in something. <clears throat> Soto Zen Buddhism or Soto Zen, probably all kinds of things. Uh, um, I cannot recommend anything. And I'm, I haven't gone around and done a survey, but I'm fairly familiar with what's out there. And uh, what am I going to recommend? What I'm saying. You aren't going to find this anywhere. And if you do... Let me know about it. I'd like to go and visit them. I have visited other places and even tried initially. Unyu and I tried many years ago and said, why should we start something if something is already going? So we went to Detroit, went to a Zen center there, did a five-day uh, retreat, and did some koan practice. And a gentleman there was as old as I am, I think, wasn't he? It was, which was how 70 at the time, I think. Was it 70? So what happened? This happened. Yeah, we left. So that wouldn't work. I mean, it's not that he he had a lot, had quite a few students, a lot, maybe a dozen or two dozen, three dozen. I don't know. Had quite a few students, and they all just loved him. And so I just got out of there, just because his his uh, his teaching style was, uh, and he kind of treated me more more like one of his students. So I, uh, we left and not, in, not really in touch with him. But we just like I talked about the other uh, uh, the, the Zen, Ann Arbor Zen Center is uh, Haju Sunim. She's the teacher there. She's uh, uh, been there a long time. And she's the one that uh, she and her students invited, uh, wanted to ask me questions about prison work since I've done prison work for 20 years. So that's what I, I gave some examples of what uh, that was about. So uh, you could, that, that's not Soto, that's a Korean form. Uh, a lot is going to depend, uh, looking for something like that, a lot is going to depend on the teacher. The teacher wouldn't necessarily need to be Soto. Uh, could be Rinzai, uh, could be one of the uh, Tego, <coughs> one of the Korean orders. Yeah, so good look around. It's going to depend if there's a teacher, uh, even if it's a Theravadan, which is not a Mahayana, but if, if it's a, if the teacher's realized, in other words, they, they know what this is. They don't have doubts about who they are and why, what they're here to do. They're not full of themselves. They're not looking for power and they will not demand anything of you. If they start demanding things of you or saying, Oh, in order to do this, you've got to do this, 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 uh, you should have some of the, what they call it? Red flags should go up. Don't do anything unless you have to, especially uh, join a cult under the uh, that looks that's under the name of uh, Buddhism. You'll know it's a cult if there's any interference with your freedom. 
any without your permission. Now, this doesn't mean that you might come to the teaching person or that uh, sangha or that community that you really want to study these teachings. Then you might decide you want to ordain or be, uh, become a monk. That's possible. But no, no requirement. I'd, I'd take further questions around anything. Go ahead. No. Is there, are there any other questions? Any questions uh, on Zoom? <clears throat> 56. Is, is Peter Balling. Go ahead, Peter. Uh, I'm starting to read uh, Vasubandhu's 30 sentences. It's very difficult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how do I deal with it? Uh, well, the way we deal with it here is, first of all, uh, one of my students here is on screen. Chisho actually speaks Sanskrit. So that's helpful. And he's been studying it and reciting it for a long years. We chant the 30 verses in Sanskrit here uh, four times a week, five times a week. And then we also are studying it, studying it today. And we study it as a group. I very, uh, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the three jewels is very important. Sometimes the, the, the third one is left out. Very important for the Sangha or the community to study this material coming from this, in this case, uh, 2000 years ago, close to it, uh, 1700 years ago, <clears throat> and go over this, even the translation. I think we have, uh, uh, I think, uh, we started out with a couple translations and then, uh, and then Eric found how many more, 10 more, something like that. So we're using, we use any translation out of the Sanskrit. And then we have Chisho to, to look at the Sanskrit and see the way someone has look, looked at a particular Sanskrit word or phrase and pull that into English and maybe left some of the original intention behind. Well, that's a powerful teaching. I feel that someone could meditate and, and contemplate that, uh, those 30 verses. Uh, they might have to do a lot of sitting, but they, they could uh, get very close, if not fully awakened. So I would say you could, uh, we, that's, uh, that group is, we don't like it to get too large, or if we do, we need to split up. But you're welcome to join that. I would just get a hold of Chiazan or Chiso, who, <coughs> does it matter? Yeah, get, get a hold of Chiazan. He's on in the website there. And ask him about it, and if you want to join that, uh, it's pretty tiring. We go over and over, and Chisho keeps coming out with all kinds of stuff, understanding, right, Chisho? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's a, that's a powerful uh, teaching because it goes right into the, the way that we continue to reinforce a, a self and an other, the, the simplest uh, description uh, that the, the self and the other, it's just... It's astonishing to see that there is no other and there's no self. There's just consciousness only. And if you do that, it doesn't mean that the, the human beings and everything are gone somehow. It's just you see that they are, it, it is an illusion. It's unreal. It's, it's a powerful realization that can take a long, long time to uh, come to that because our ideas, we keep trying to live up to our idea of enlightenment or our, our, our idea of sanity, our idea, the idea, the idea. Do you have a particular question about that, uh, Peter? I'm glad, uh, or I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that probably Chisho would be happy to answer that for you. <laughs> no, not, not at the moment. I'm just, I just picked it up at the local public library, which really amazed me that yeah, it was even there. Yeah, right. So, so which translation? Who is the? Is it as Acker? Oh gosh, I, um, or Anna? It, it's a paperback book and it has a bright orange color. Well, no wonder you picked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's very attractive. <laughs> that's the Ben Connolly book, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now that okay, you so, now that you mentioned. So the first thing, the first thing I will tell you to do. And people that know me will not be surprised. Is put that Ben Connolly. I know him. Put that Ben Connolly book away and buy Stefan Anaker's book, and and start out with Stefan Anaker. Okay. There's lots of other things in that book. You might have to get it on Amazon, maybe, or some other bookstore. 
book finder, whatever. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that's, uh, and I, I know him and I, I, his intentions are very good. It's just that, and he, it's not that he is not clear about that, but better to study the actual text with Sangha. Study the Dharma with Sangha. Uh, he did his best there, but hmm, you need more than just Ben Connolly. Well, he's very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's pretty enthusiastic. Uh, I can definitely say that. There's any questions in the chat box yet? Sorry. Hello. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This, uh, and <laughs> So and Cayenne Dowling, I think someone was trying to signal that there are comments in the chat. Yeah, there's a I'm gonna I I, I am going to read those since I've been ignoring them. Uh so from Roberto, the first question he has, what is the relationship between who you are and what you produce? <clears throat> uh, what, you, what you produce uh, it looks like it has a producer. It looks like it has some, but, someone. The production is actually dependent origination, pratyicha samutpada is a fancy Sanskrit word for it. That everything that arises is is codependent, is codependent on everything else. Nothing has a singularity called me. That's the illusion, and that's what causes wars, either the, the war across the kitchen table or the war across across the uh, uh, Atlantic. And so, the relationship is uh, the production. The that's why it's important in sitting meditation. Just watch the production. Uh, don't interfere, but watch the production so closely that you can see that you are actually that the the dependent origination means that thoughts are coming out of uh and rising in consciousness and then we add to it based on hope and fear if it's fearful thoughts and they will come up that are things that are scary we add on to that our own thoughts we try to push that down tamp that down that's the part that produces that's the part that reinforces the illusion of a self who's producing you think you think and you don't thoughts think consciousness thinks there's there's no thinker there and so uh that the relationship between who you are and what you produce the relationship is an illusion has to be seen the next question is karen s sogazan how do you handle thoughts of fear be afraid and, and just observe that as much as you can. And uh, fear, the downside of fear is it's, of course, it's fear. But the upside of that is the fear is that you're getting closer to the original issue or problem. And so the tendency of society and everything is to get rid of that's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. Yes, it should. Because if you get close to the protective structure of ego it wants to protect itself and and, and when it wants to protect itself it it creates what <clears throat> um it's, it's not a direct correct a, a creation of fear but it's a, a kind of a um, agoraphobia or some kind of a paranoia about about something you don't know what it is and it's coming this way and it's moving this way or you have the feeling that something in your life is going to go like this. And then there's fear because you don't know what that means. And we identify with the body and the body start can even start shaking because of the fear. But this is, this is relatively real. Of course it is, but you are not your body, nor are you separate from your body. <clears throat> and how can I say that? I'm looking at it. When I say looking at it, it just don't, don't just mean eyes. I mean, everything I have that is on receive, even smell, touch, taste, everything is telling me several things. One, life is suffering. And it tells me that all day long, every day. You don't have to get rid of that. 
That's part of the fear. How do you handle them? Don't handle anything. Just receive it. Receive the fear. Be afraid. And see if there's any uh, anything comes out of that. <clears throat> who, who who you actually are can't be threatened. Who you at your actual spiritual being can't be threatened because it's not it's not a singular it's not a singular situation or singular thing. It's not separate from anything. Let me go to the next question. Roberto bowing. What is the relationship between who you are, what you produce? No, don't gonna do. Not gonna do that one. Roberto's waving in the background. And then, what is the name of this book? Thirty. It's the thirty verses. No, you don't need that one either. Okay, you got your thumbs up. So, thumbs up. Mean what was that? What was that? Thumbs up. Jensai. Jensai. Oh, Jensen. Jensen. That's Mandarin for. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, uh, and the one by, um, the, it's by Stefan Anneker. That would be the, uh, there's lots of them out there. And it's not that they all aren't good there, but that, I think that's a really good basic one to look at. And then you get all the other things that he uh, comments on, like, uh, oh, I can't remember the whole list, but there's five condas and so on. Anyway, I think that's the end of the questions. Is it? Yeah. So is there, I can take an, another question. Well, if we want, or we can close. Uh, well, it's interesting. There are 50, 56 windows open here, so that's quite a few. Anybody else in the, in the, in the Zendo have a question? Everybody wants to go eat lunch? <laughs> okay. For attending, and thank you for your questions. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.